What's up, everybody? I'm Phil Rogacki. And I'm Jared Abergina. And you're listening to Two Tree Guys Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Phil Rogacki here, challenging the standard, drinking beer, and learning from a Class A badass today. I'm joined with sometimes my good buddy, <laughs> Jared Abergina, world-renowned, famous, the wizard, the one and only. Oh, man. You <laughs> Say hi. you got to stop saying that. <laughs> he oh, is the wizard, so, guys. So if you see him, call him the wizard. Call him the wizard. <laughs> but we're joined today by... A gentleman that has become a friend of mine that I'm excited to hear about your story, the industry, um, and is probably the most famous podcast tree guy there is out there right now. <laughs> He's been on more shows, and his ultimate goal is to get on the Joe Rogan, which is going to be happening soon. And uh, uh, his name is Mr. Matthew Meckley. Welcome, my friend. Thanks for having welcome, me. Welcome. Welcome. And get get close to the mic as close as you can. Yeah. Thanks for Speak having right. me, guys. All right. <laughs> All right. This ain't a 1 800 size talk phone line. <laughs> welcome. Uh, you know, before we get started on this show, two tree guys, uh, we like to crack some cold beers with everybody and, and cheers and have a successful show and, and uh, learn some stuff about the industry and yourself and, and, just enjoy brotherhood in, in this industry. So grab a beer and let's crack one open. Grab a beer. All right. Beer. And we're going to, the beer that we're having, let me, let, me, let me talk to you about this beer that we're having here, right? This Ooh. beer we're having, this is smuggled beer <laughs> cross state lines. I went to Toledo, Ohio. And I went to probably one of the famous breweries there. This is Mommy Bay Brewing Company wearing their shirts. This is our beer sponsor for the show today. And I went there and I bought all this beer and or they gave me the beer. Well, I bought it and they gave me it, bought it, whatever. Um, And I had to pack it in my suitcase. My suitcase weighed like 100 pounds bringing this shit back here. But I smuggled this beer all the way back for you, my friend. Most of the time when there's a guest, I just go down the street and we find a good brewery that wants to sponsor us. But uh, this one, Mommy Bay Brewing Company. So they got some cool stuff. In 1938, now check this out. This was called Buckeye Beer. It was founded in Toledo, Ohio. In 1971, Miller bought Buckeye Beer. Uh, and they ceased to pr- produce Buckeye beer. They got rid of it. Miller bought it. According to Neil, the owner, uh, the Toledo Blade reported that the Buckeye beer recipe became the basic recipe for Miller Lite. This is the recipe for Miller Lite, uh, which is why they bought it. For seven years, Buckeye was not allowed to produce it. But when Jim Appold opened the Mommy uh, uh, Bay Brewing Company, he bought the label back from Miller and started producing Buckeye again. So today the beers are well known throughout all Ohio market and they produce about 30 to 35 beers uh, for that. But man, what a cool place. I went there. Uh, the building that it's in, it's called the Oliver house. Uh, it's on like this old cobblestone street uh, in downtown Toledo. And this house is 155 years old that they built this brewery into it. So cheers, everybody. Cool. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. My girlfriend's so- from Ohio. So, Oh. <laughs> total what? eclipse i'm drinking total eclipse oh, you're 
Which you're one you the doing? boyfriend of uh, Being. Yeah, the tree being. <laughs> now I remember you. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. It, it, it reminds me of, uh, there's, I don't even know his name, but Paige Van Zant. that's on, um, she's a UFC mm-hmm. fighter, but her husband oh, yeah. is also you, 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 UFC fighter, but he's known as Paige Van Zant's husband. Oh God. I know. Cheers. Mine's really good. Cheers. Tir- tiramisu. Hey, no, cheers. brown ale. Thanks for having me on. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. All right. Ah. Cheers, live audience. <laughs> Cheers. Man, 43 people want to hear me talk. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> shit, man. It's getting popular here. So, guys, on this show, too, um, we don't have any sponsors, and we don't want any sponsors. So, to pay for this show, uh, we just ask you to share it. Tag someone in this today. Tell them to get online. Tell them to watch it. If you like it, share it. Listen to it. Post it on your social media. If you don't like it, cool. Yeah. It doesn't matter, you know, if you don't like it. But if you do, you know, and you get something out of it, pay it forward and and spread the word for that. So, you know, that's that's our only payment that we're asking uh, for you guys on this. But Matt Mackley, man, welcome, dude. Thank you. Welcome, Thank you. man. You're here. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm super excited. It. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, you know, and uh, I'm excited to hear your story today and 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 learn. You've been in this industry for nine years, mm-hmm. right? But from what you've accomplished in that time, it's it's like it's like you're you're a founding father to the tree care <laughs> industry, right? Yeah. So let's let's hear your story, man. The people out there they don't know you, that you follow you, you have a huge following on Instagram and social media. Uh, but let's let's hear your story I and mean, your backstory to where you are now. Cool. Um, I hate talking about myself, but I guess what what would this make me? My dad and uncle were tree guys, so that, is that first generation or second generation? Second, third. Se- yeah. yeah, no, second I mean, generation. Second generation. Second generation. Yeah. So I yeah. guess I'm a second generation tree guy. Um, I'm from Chicago, Illinois, and yeah, um, I don't know. I I uh, never knew that I'd get into tree work when I was a kid. My dad, you know, he was always uh-huh. I it. It's weird. Um, so, so your dad, dad in the tree care service. Yeah. So you're from, okay. You're from Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. Born and raised. Your dad. I mean, was this his profession his whole life? Yeah, yeah. Well, kind of. He would switch going from like heavy equipment, like hauling heavy equipment, and then being a climber. Uh-huh. I think he more started doing heavy equipment after he was out of climbing and all that. Uh-huh. Like he, yeah, he worked with Norm Hall back in the day down there. You know oh, Norm no Hall? way! Yeah, you know Norm yeah, Hall. I know Norm. Yeah. How did he get into this? Uh, industry you know it's kind of i don't actually know i never asked him but he's worked at davy tree and yeah i don't know that's how i got into it and he got me into it how how old when he did it how old were you when you first started so i was a hairdresser before all this so i think i was 22 (laughs) the man with no hair is (laughs) the hairdresser (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i I think i started yeah i was 22 like yeah just turned 22 and there was like a microburst that happened in illinois and my dad's like hey you want to come stack brush and i'll pick it up with the grapple i said yeah, yeah yeah that's fine and i got to see actual tree climbers climb i was like i'm gonna do that why i don't know i just you know i like <clears throat> the fear of heights i like action you know and it's just uh-huh. the way those guys moved around the tree and everything it was just i want to do that you know uh-huh. so you're, you're an adrenaline junkie oh yeah big time yeah. big time 
Yeah, BMX and breaking bones all the time when I was a kid. So, so how, how long have you been doing? You've been riding BMX back then. Were you were you just kind of getting into that, or were you already kind of? No, I I got into it um, probably around like eighth grade after I got out of military school and I was able to have a life. Yeah, I saw some BMX videos and then my mom got me a cool BMX bike and then just started progressing with that, meeting friends and then mm-hmm. traveling, started getting traveling and all that and. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it but you was, took uh, that to a next level, though, too. So you, you took that. I mean, did you do competitions or races yeah, or I did freestyle? Was it, was it like dirt? Was sorry, it track? Guys, I'm pretty nervous. I don't know if you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, the, when the fun gun comes out, I start stuttering. So. Oh, man. <laughs> um, Is that the mic you're talking? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, fun, the fun gun? <laughs> yeah, the fun I mean, gun. I was wondering. You were. Okay. I'm like, you don't have to hold it like yeah. this, Matt. <laughs> Why are you He's holding like, it I, like I this? Don't, I don't know how to do it with my hands. <laughs> No, but, um, yeah, I did BMX, and then um, I guess I got a few companies that hooked me up with some bikes and all that. But You were just, sponsored? I wouldn't say full-time sponsored, but I had some companies that would hook me up when I was younger and, you know, kind of was like their street team to, like, help represent them and all yeah. that. Yeah, But I'd say BMX, tree work took the, um, what did you say, that urge and the, the, mm-hmm. the, the thrill yeah. for me. And because I got injured when I rode BMX, like I broke my leg really bad. Mm-hmm. I've torn all my ligaments when I was 15. Oh man! And so I started getting 21, and I was like, man, uh, I should probably, you know, maybe slow it down. Yeah. And I was still cutting hair, and then found found tree work, kind of mm-hmm. put BMX aside, and I learned how to work hard and you know, kind of make money too instead yeah. of living with mom and dad and all that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Mom, meet low. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> We're hungry. <laughs> now let me let me back up a little bit here. Um you said something and and I don't know if anybody heard it, but you went to military school. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. What what'd you go to military school for? Oh man, I was Were you a bad kid? I was a bad kid. I w- no, I wouldn't I needed I needed structure. So my parents got divorced when I was like three. Mm-hmm. So you know, growing up where I grew up, I'm from the south side of Chicago and there was kind of weird groups you can get involved with when you're a kid you know and uh i just started showing an attitude and a lack of you know respect for anyone mm-hmm. that would step to me or challenge me or mm-hmm. something and my mom she saw that because she was working all the time and then she would when she would see me she's like man you know he's got an attitude on him mm-hmm. you know we don't i don't want him to you know end up in prison or something or, yeah you know something like that so uh yeah and i was kind of on board with it too i needed a change Mm -hmm. and we went and checked out a military school on the like southeast side of chicago and yeah that's where i ended up and i'm thankful for it you know it definitely made me who i am so how long were you in military school i think my first year was third grade Mm -hmm. and i was there till the end of eighth grade so freshman year i was back in regular well i was in a catholic school and then regular school Gotcha. But, so they sent you man. young. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, it's my mom was working all the time, and yeah. you know, my grandparents were help raising me and all that. But yeah, I just I needed I needed that. You know, I needed to be. You know, hey, you're not as big of a badass or a tough guy as you think you are. You know, I did got, they they put you in your place oh, real man, quick? My first night, I got my butt kicked <laughs> by all the kids. You know, I, you know, just it was like a hazing or like, hey, welcome to welcome welcome to Glenwood. You know, yeah, uh, so. Glenwood. Yeah. Oh man, uh, you know what, what's that, what's that TV show? Uh, you didn't your your mom didn't want you to end up like Frank. 
on uh, um, HBO. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Shit, what's it called? Oh, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, Caitlin likes that show. Um, Shameless. The, Shameless. Yeah, yeah, nah. Southside. Yeah, exactly. Southside. Yeah, that, that, that The is. whole show's about, you know, Southside and the family. Have you ever seen Shameless? Are you guys are talking to? I don't watch. I don't watch TV. Oh man. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. anyways, it's a funny show. So as soon as you said South Side Chicago, the whole show is about South Side, South Side Chicago. Yeah. And you don't want to end up like Frank Gallagher. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I think my neighborhood's like 25 minutes away from where they film that show. Really? Yeah. It's pretty close. So you get out of mili- military school. You're in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, when was there was there a time frame where they thought, all right, he's good now. Let's let's. Let's get him back. Yeah, my in. mom. She was like, "Yeah, you know, I, th- I think you've, you've grown up, you know, yeah. and will put me, put me in regular school." But then she sent me to a Catholic school, and that was all bad for me. I got right good back. grades there. I, you know, I really took school serious, but it was just, I was over it. I wanted to be around girls, and I just wanted to be with my friends. Yeah, I was yeah. far away still, and yeah. So well, what she, what made you want to get into hairdressing? I mean, so look, I, I, I copped out in life. I either followed my mom. Yeah. Put that mic a little or closer. my father. Uh-huh. So like my mom's a hairdresser. She owns a salon. And then my dad's a tree guy. So it's like, <laughs> he said I, I didn't, copped out in life. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think for myself to find there's my own more career. professions out there. I know exactly. Like I didn't think outside the box. I was like, what are you going to do? Well, I did this mm. and now I'm going to do this. But you know, yeah. with the hair profession, I really, truly loved it. Yeah. I'd probably still be a hairdresser if I didn't lose my favorite job. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, what, I had. To f- how, what do you mean you lo- lost your favorite job? So I like I worked really hard and uh, see, I'm getting nervous again. Um, <laughs> growing up, when you, I had alop, you know, I got alopecia, I got no eyebrows, no hair, no nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, people thought I was weird. Mm-hmm. So when I worked at this salon, I had to every week I had to get hair models. And I had to go up on random people in Chicago say, "Hey, I, you know, I, I like your hair, but you know, I, I'm I'm learning how to to do perfect hair, perfect haircuts. Can would you want to come to the salon and be my hair model?" And I had to provide three, three a day for Holy oh shit for for two years randomly wow. in the streets walking yeah, up I to had somebody, to go out and talk to people, talking them to That's come awesome. in and have. Yeah. yourself so, cut their hair yeah yeah so i had to convince people the guy with no eyebrows and no hair that hey can i cut your hair you know i'm not a creep and i'm not like weird. yeah so Dude. that was super hard for me but two years two years of that yeah man what life skills that taught you kind of i was yeah. i was intimidated to talk to people what about after that that first year and going into people it was it was all right you know i still i didn't come into my own person until i was 24 25 yeah that was nine that was 18 to 21 that that like i was i was still a little like a a hermit you know i didn't really talk to people i was really shy i didn't come into my own until i was 24 i think so but what was the hair Mm -hmm. hair place called it was called videl sassoon i mean everyone knows the hair product but it was like it's one of the one of the most prestigious salons and hair companies in the world. How'd you get into this? I mean, uh, I mean, people are like, I'm, I'm work at Moe's Barbershop down the corner. So you know, come see me. And I you're working at Vivelle. How do you say Videl it? Sassoon. Videl Sassoon. Sassoon. your hair like never before. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I so, that. <laughs> I thought you don't watch I, uh, TV. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> it's an old commercial. You're probably <laughs> a commercial. Kid. Yeah, I was a kid. Uh, you are older than me. I forgot. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, <sighs> When I went to beauty school and all that, I went, you know, I got my cosmetology license. I 
I didn't want to do hair color. It made my hands all gross, and I it was just way too much. Like, no, nah, I want to build things and make shapes and use scissors. So I started getting into it, and then I there's a guy who did a talk at the school, and he worked yeah. for Vidal Sassoon. I just started doing research, and then this I found out that this salon is like the most prestigious in Chicago. It took me three months of calling every Wednesday. Hey, do you guys have an opening? Do you guys have an opening? Do you guys have an opening? So I was super persistent, and then when I came in and shadowed. And, you know, showed them, like, I cleaned the whole salon, paid attention to everything, and they were like, wow, you know, you're one of the top guys that should work for us. Uh-huh. And then that happened. Dude, and freaking that's freaking wicked. awesome. That, that's, I think that's where I started my hard working into, like, where I put that much effort, I put that into everything now. Because you, know? you got, I mean, you, you set I a goal. what I wanted. You, yeah. you, you weren't taking no, no matter how many doors yeah. shut in your face. Yeah. You got into one of the most prestigious salons in chicago yeah, and yeah. i mean and probably around in the country yeah the, you know the guy one. with no hair getting in and then they're having you go out i mean just smart you're hustling out there on the streets yeah. pulling new clients and yeah. new customers and building your book of business yeah. i mean how many of those people did you bring in after those two years that stayed with you uh a good amount yeah met some cool wild people are you friends with any of them today i still some of them have passed away but yeah who's your favorite client that you can um, think of right her name now was why cynthia the plaster caster <laughs> what? what'd she make out of plaster <laughs> uh she was the girl who would go to woodstock and all those things and take molds of all the old rock stars peckers what what That's yeah look her up what's her name cynthia the plaster caster oh yeah. Is, is she still around? Uh, I don't know. I know she ran for mayor of Chicago at one time. Did she get it? Uh, no. Oh, dude, oh, here man. we go. American artist. This is Cynthia the Plaster Caster. Oh, yeah. Wow. I think she's probably still around. Cynthia the Plaster Caster. The All right. The who what? made penis molds. Yeah. This is... This is some straight. I bet you her, some of her things are selling for some big money. I used to ask so money. many questions. She oh, said Jimi God. Hendrix was really shy. And, like, I... I yeah. We... we, we we clicked really good, but yeah. That wow. was... She told you some stories every single time. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, I mean, here you are. You found her on the street. She comes in. You're cutting her hair, and you guys talk about penises every haircut. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, no. that's really I, awesome, I man. just asked her about. <laughs> I, I, I was wondering why she was your favorite. <laughs> this is no, it's because rock stars. <laughs> oh, oh, because of rock stars. Oh, God. She made plastic. She made plastic or plaster molds of penises. Yeah, you're exactly. like, oh, she was my no, favorite. But she was cool. No, no. Yeah. She, she gave me lots of uh, tips. Tips. Life tips. advice. <laughs> <laughs> tips she always tip. tried to get me to the bar, and I was 19, and I was like, oh. she wanted to mold you, man. Oh my. She to Did mold she you. mold you? No. Did she do it? No, no. Oh no. man. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> you know what's super ironic you- about this is. You're just into cutting shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, you went from <laughs> hair, hair to sauce. Like you, you just yeah. love cutting shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, oh man, look at the freaking internet's going Everybody crazy right now. Look laughing. at this. I told oh man. You. Oh my gosh. Gosh. Uh, d- <laughs> wow. She, <laughs> she probably wanted you to get come with her yeah, because then you guys yeah. can work together. You can cut yeah. some hair down there and then she can make her mold because she probably had to get some things out of the way so oh Oh, man all right so here we go most prestigious salon in the world you're working at yeah okay and then when did you when did you get out of that um so just to make it short i had a model not show up for one of my final like almost my final tests 
And uh, yeah, I, I don't know if the, the, I don't think the lady that I was my creative director really liked me. And it was kind of an easy way for her to get rid of me and get someone else in the salon. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that was it. And then, so I moved down to Austin, Texas for BMX and just okay. hanging out with the friends. I was like yeah. lost in life, you know? I was like, I'm going to move down to Austin. How old are you here? I just turned 21. So gotcha. moved down to Austin, turned 21. I was getting ready to do some stuff with the BMX company, and I broke my leg super bad. Yeah. So, and then I lived... So I broke my leg super bad, and then, um, what else? So I stayed in Austin by myself, and then I flew home, yada, yada, yada. needed some money. Bank account yeah. started getting low after money saved. Then I asked my dad that summer. I was like, hey, can you get me a job with you? And then the rest is history, you know? Mm-hmm. So so you started pulling brush. You were working for Davey? No, I was working for a company called Trees Are Us. Trees Are Us. Out of um, like the northwest suburbs of Illinois. And, yeah, I just started pulling brush for the grapple truck and then, you know, started showing. And they got the name off Toys R Us, yeah, correct? Most Anybody likely. know who Toy, Toys Do you know what Toys R Us? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Shit. I don't know. Is it a Midwest thing? The, or? <laughs> yeah, the giraffe and all that. You know Midwest Toys R Us? Yeah, is it out here? Yeah, they used to be. Well, they're, they're all, all gone, gone now. They're all gone. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Trees Are Us. Are they still around? Yeah, yeah, they're around. I think they contract under Morbrays with grapple trucks and they really? do a lot of storm cleanup and all that. Yeah, my oh, dad, shit. my old man, like drives constantly for them to do. He drives grapple trucks all over the country for them. Yeah. So, oh, so cool. Did you, so at that point, you came in to work as either groundy. Groundy. Did, did, did you did you climb previous no, with your dad? No, I had no like, experience. climbs. No, like I, I was just starting to walk again when I got, got that job. Okay. So that was like my physical therapy, and then you know. I I saw the tree climbers climb, and then, yeah, I, I told the boss, I was like, yeah, I, I want to be a climber, and he kind of says, like, I don't think you'll ever be a climber or something, uh, and that Why was, is that? I I don't know, man. He just, I don't well, know. He's like, he wanted me to be a ground guy, and that's it, you know, or something like that. I don't know. He's he's a good guy. He takes care of my dad. Now, was it, it's, uh, trees, I almost said trees, trees are us. us. I mean, it's, is it a big company? <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're. I think they're pretty big now. Yeah, they're a good company. Somebody said that they're in Canada too. No, oh, maybe. Shit. Okay. Yeah. Because you know, yeah. there's a lot of companies where smaller companies that you come in and you want to progress, but they're like, "Dude, I yeah. need a, I need a groundsman for like ever." Yeah, exactly. So, so I don't want to teach you shit. I think that's what it was, you know. And he, you know, I'm a young kid. You know, you, you mostly see these young kids now get in the industry. It's like, oh, whatever. You know, you just you're probably just gonna be yeah. here for a few weeks and that's it. But you know when that that ignited something in me, and I'm always when he, when he said that when he said that, and just you know, I I wanted to be a tree climber, so I was like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, and then I I worked my butt off for you know I worked my butt off on being a groundman running like not running but working under a chipper in a municipal municipal trimming contracts. It's like twenty climbers and two bucket trucks and right. me behind a chipper <laughs> chipping all this brush, you know. <laughs> So that was like my first two months until some foreman saw me and they're like, hey, you know, you you got what it takes. You work hard. We're going to teach you how to climb. And it was these two brothers and they they thought it was funny because I was so green and I, I had no fear. Yeah. They would 
I don't know, they would tie my Blake's hitch too tight and kick me out of the bucket 60 feet up and swing and do these gnarly swings. And, like, they, they thought it was fun, but I, I liked it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they thought it was funny because they thought it would freak me out. Right. But then like You're like, yeah, yeah this yeah. is what I've been waiting for. Exactly. It's like, oh, yeah, now you got to hip thrust 60 feet in this elm and use a pole saw to cut one limb. You're like, you know? cool, I get to cut shit. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, give, me, give me a saw. <laughs> so those guys definitely, like, do you still talk to those guys? Yeah, today? yeah, yeah, yeah. What are their names? Victor and Baltazar. They're in Chicago. They're um, yeah, they're these cool. I used to call them Mario and Luigi, <laughs> and they were just the coolest tree climbers ever, man. They were just that's so awesome. They would they would mess with me all the time. Like if I was, you know, when I first started out. So they taught you. They they started teaching you. Yeah, they started teaching me, and it was kind of you know broken English to teach me, but I kind of learned really quick, and then. You know, if I didn't trim a branch the way they wanted to me, they would tie my my rope to a, a stop sign or something, and then they'd all go take lunch, and I'm trying to descend out of the tree on a Blake's hitch. <laughs> what and were I you can't. doing? I was oh, just trimming man. a tree oh, too funny. <laughs> and trying Talk to descend on the Blake's. And yeah. That's hilarious. So these two gentlemen, you said uh, they had broken English. Where were they from? I think... Not a... Spanish, Central America, yeah, they're, they're, South America, they're from Mexico. Mexico. Okay, they were from some ranch, and they came up remember. to. Now, let me tell you, I've, I've, man, some of, <laughs> some of the hardest working guys out there that worked with me before, uh, from Mexico. Yeah, and if they come up to you and say, "Dude, you got what it takes," oh, you yeah. impressed them. Oh yeah, you impressed them. We had a guy on my my crew, uh, Ignacio Nacho, we call him, and if he. Every single person, I didn't care who came through the company. Every single time I went to Nacho, I'm like, is he good, Nacho? He's like, well, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you can probably fire him. <laughs> I'm like, really? He's like, oh, no good, no good. I'm like, okay. Next guy comes in, and he'd be like, oh, he's good. He's hard worker, hard worker. And those guys, we kept, and we invested in them. But Nacho, he, he determined the, who was a good worker and who wasn't a good worker from that. So yeah. for them to come up and be like, this kid has it. That's hats off to you on that. No, one. yeah, that was that was awesome. And those guys, I still talk to them to this day, and yeah, yeah. they're awesome. Cool. They're they still climbing, working. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. hard cool. workers. Cool. So then what? Where, where was the next step in your career? So then, yeah, I did that, and I worked for a local company in my neighborhood, and uh, yeah, it was all right. Yeah. And then I kind of got the spark to go back into tree. I'm mean, a uh, hair hairstylist. My mom opened up a salon, and she needed some stylists. So you know what? I might go back and do this. Well, I did it. It just didn't have that sparkle for me anymore. You know, it just it, it didn't appease me. And hard work, pulling branches or yeah. climbing, that really, that really, you know, I loved it. Yeah. So I didn't do that and then went back to tree work and then started a company in Chicago with two good guys called A&M Tree Service. Did mm -hmm. that. And then um, what what year was the TCI in Pittsburgh? That was the first time. That was the first time I met you and witnessed SRT and um, David Driver. It was like 2015 or 16. Were you Were you working for Was it, for was it you, a comp or was I? No, it was a TCIA uh, convention in Pittsburgh. Oh, and I, I went and taught outside. You did teach it outside, but you also did some stuff on the inside. Yeah, you were like oh, rope man. walking up some stuff, like a rope up on the ceiling. Dude, I'm terrible. It was like 15, I think. So yeah. that was like that that convention. I never knew anything like that. And that mm -hmm. was the place where I met I met Jared the first yeah. time. And then I met David Driver 
and I heard a rigging class from a guy named Gareth Tudor Jones, who's mm-hmm. like a, I think is a safety guy for Bartlett up in British Columbia. Okay. And he did a, he did a a talk on double block rigging. I never knew much about rigging. I just, I was monkey see monkey do. Mm-hmm. I mainly never used blocks or anything. I would just do that, find a crotch, half wrap, you know, yeah. and then tie the piece up and cut it in natural friction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I learned how to drop crotching. Yeah, drop crotching. Yeah. yeah. So then I would. I, I did that, and then when he taught this class about showing blocks and double blocks rigging and having a tagline to to tie like yeah. butt tie and stuff, that 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 just blew my mind. Everything there that was like the changing moment of my career is like, and then I got to work. That was at the where was that? That was at the Pittsburgh TCIA. And you seen that, and then yeah, I mean, what what clicked there when you seen it? Oh, and blew just your mind? just getting um, you know, being taught like going to those all those classes. You did know? you feel like? Uh, in Chicago, doing what you were doing, did you feel like you were, ah, I know all this. I can do tree work. Yeah, yeah, And then nah. this kind yeah. of going, oh, shit. I was stagnant in Chicago, you know? I thought I knew everything and this and that, and I, yeah, no. I when I when Once I went to the TCIA convention. What made you go to the TCIA convention? I, can, I don't know. I th- you went I there thought it was yourself? fun. I just, no, I went with my buddy. Yeah. And I, you know, I knew they had products, and I, I just, I wanted more for myself to learn, you know? I wanted to... I wanted to, to to take classes and be get better at what I was doing, yeah. you know. Yeah. So yeah, that was. Mm. I met David Driver and then got a job with him after that, and yeah, it was awesome, you know. <laughs> That's freaking awesome! Yeah, dude, I I almost died on that trip, man. I almost fell on that damn freaking river. Really? Like, off the bridge? Off the bridge? Yeah. <laughs> well, I did a handstand off on those piers and almost went over and. Yeah. Like, oh, and then I saved your like life. It was like a thirty-foot drop down in the down in the oh, piers. Oh yeah. That yeah, was a wicked. Uh, that was a wicked night. Was there beer involved? Oh, I'd say that was a little bit. Oh but yeah. Man. No, that was. Uh, I remember that year now. So then, you know, uh, that education you you sought out to get more education and training. You went to TCIA. You got to see some cool things that blew your mind. Yeah. What 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 kind of drive did you have after that? Oh, leaving and where did you go? I was hungry. I was hungry and once I bought some rigging gear, I had a nasty ash tree to take down that next week. Yeah. And I did it smooth. There was no reckless swinging in the alley of a Chicago neighborhood with power lines. It was <laughs> tip tie, butt tie, and it was this thing was dead. It was crumbling as I rigged it out. Uh-huh. So I got did that and you know, I was just I was just I learned so much and then I I I finally put it to my I guess my repertoire or whatever, and did that. And then I'd been talking with David Driver, who's the X-Man, you know, the guy who brought the X-Rigging rings to the industry. And, um, yeah, he offered me a job. I came out for tryouts for a week. Then I stayed another week and built a relationship, and then I moved out to Maryland. And mm-hmm. that was that was awesome. You know, that guy's, that guy's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You still Smart talk dude. to him today? Oh, yeah, all the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have, I like, I have... M- I'm very fortunate for all the mentors I've had in this career. Like, mm-hmm. it's it, it's crazy, you know. Like, yeah, I was mostly self-taught for the first couple of years, and then after that, like, I just had the best mentors, and it's been yeah. Awesome. I mean, what you've done in such a small amount of time is incredible, <laughs> you know. And I, I just, I mean, I tip my hat to you for that. I mean, to be to be able to expose yourself to that big of a portion of the industry. It's huge, and I think people just 
strive for that. That's what they want. But we get so trapped. Yeah. We get trapped in our daily. We get trapped in our lives. We get trapped in our head. You know, we're not able to get outside that box, right? And I think what I mean, what you're doing and where you've become is because, I mean, drop all the all the walls, all the doors, freaking go. Yeah. You know, and like you said, meeting a lot of killer people along the way Lu- and luckily my mom instilled that you know the squeaky wheel always gets the oil and never say no to an opportunity that's mm-hmm, the yeah. that's the things that i live by you know i yeah. don't care if i had a girlfriend back then or whatever it's like hey i got a job offer here i'm moving yeah. you're yeah. with me or you're not this is it you yeah. know mm-hmm. and then i got to go to new zealand and australia you know I'd... let's talk about that yeah definitely the, the new zealand because zealand... that that was that was that was a, one of the highlights in your life yeah new zealand is like if i didn't get caught into this pg and e and all that stuff and learn you know understanding that i can make good money out here new zealand was going to be my second home until david perkins was like hey you're gonna be with me. <laughs> Come here, yeah, child. Exactly. Come here, get in my van. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he, but, he's done it to me too, oh, man. man. You that know, guy is uh, awesome. definitely instilled in me some some cool stuff and 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 changed my direction a lot of times yeah. and taught me a lot of cool stuff, man. And yeah. I, I owe a lot to him. Me really. too. Me too. I owe a lot to him. So so let's talk about that. You know, New Zealand, because that was one of your regrets. You wish you'd have, you know, went to New Zealand sooner. You wish you'd have started in the tree care oh, industry yeah. sooner. You know, there's there's times where we look and we're like, man, if I could only go back and do this different and do this different. And I've said this before on the show. Today's the day you can do things different. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to look at the past and say, oh, I wish I'd do that sooner. What things do you wish you would start, you know, now? And start them. Start them right now. Yeah. So what are, what are t- let's talk about New Zealand. Yeah, so, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, what things I would change if, you know, if I was 18 and say getting tree work earlier. Yeah. You know, I don't think I would have the same drive or the same, you know, the work ethic and all that that I had to acquire after the other years when I joined it when I was like 21, 22. Yeah. So, but yeah, New Zealand, oh man, it started out as like a, kind of like a a hoop dream, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go work in New Zealand. I didn't know how to, um, you know, acquire that. So I started talking with a guy who owns Kiwi Climbers. His name's Dale Thomas. He's a he's a pretty big deal in New Zealand as a tree climber yeah. and done a lot for the industry. I started talking to him, saying, "Hey, you know, and I'm not going to talk politics. But I was like, a certain certain someone's going to be president. I need to get out of America. This and that." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh man, I know, I see." Uh-huh. So then we started a convers, you know, like a relationship that way. Yeah. Then I went and worked out in the East Bay for Grant Hamilton. Okay. And he, Dale kept up with my, my career and my progress. And he's like, man, you can work those big eucalyptuses out and out and, you know, out there, you know, I could use a guy like you to come out here next year. Yeah. So then, yeah, I, you know, I figured out how to get a work visa, this and that, you know, was that hard? No. Well, you before pre COVID, it was easy. You know, you just, you gotta be a certain age and then you ask for a, a, uh, what is it? A holiday work visa. So it's like you're on vacation slash work, and then you know, yeah, I did that, and yeah, that, man, Dale Thomas, Zane Wedding, like Zane let me live with him basically for almost rent free, while I got to do this awesome experience in his country as he taught me all the stuff about the native Maori people, you know, their culture and how they got down on tree work and. And working with Dale, I got to do some of the coolest tree jobs in New Zealand that, like, people were so jealous. 
that a like yank what? that a yank like is what? doing their job. Like what? Know? Like um, some of the coolest crane jobs and so, like they they had a tree in their um park called Cornwall Park, which uh-huh. is it's got crazy amount of species of trees from all over, and they had this tr- big Monterey pine that was dying. I think it was like it was only ninety or eighty years old, mm-hmm. but it was girthy. It was a huge one, and I got to remove it. It was called Ber- Big Bertha, and I don't know. I had a 661 with a six-foot bar, and I was still under barred on it, wow. taking, like, I don't know, 12,000-pound 12, picks of wood. Yeah. You know, that was, like, that was cool. You know? So you were getting some haters. Well, not haters. No, I was just like. Damn Yankee. Yeah. Here, We've been waiting for this tree for 15 years yeah. to take it down. But it was it was cool how that whole community in New Zealand just, you know, they they considered me family, you know. Like, even when I went back for competitions and stuff, they're yeah. like, hey, come take pictures with us. You know, your family and stuff, nice. you know. That's awesome. So. Do you still want to go out there? Oh, go yeah. Go back? Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, is that your end goal to end up I there? Would, I would love that. But, you know, the way. I don't know how things are going and this and that. Yeah. Who knows where I'm going to be able to end up. But yeah. California is home now. I mean, I'm sure more doors and more opportunities are opening up for you. Oh, yeah. No. I, that, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, You know, the opportunities are endless right now and just thankful. Absolutely. That's awesome. Now, let's talk about let's talk about the PG&E because you, you just mentioned that. You know, mm-hmm. you did you get Were you in PG&E before or after New Zealand? Uh, after. So you came back from New Zealand. And why did yeah. you come back? Oh, I just came back because um, my buddy Patrick, who owns Storm Tree Service in Chicago, I was a climber. Yeah, and we would kind of shut down for the winter because it's too like I, I'm gonna say it. I hate the cold. I don't like climbing in snow or negative degree yeah. temperatures, so I don't work. Uh-huh. But yeah, I would come back and then I'd work. You know, we we had a two man team that we would just tackle everything. So I did that. Came back and then I came. I was like, you know, I gotta get out of Chicago. I was burning myself out. I was working in a bar and contract climbing. Mm-hmm. I worked seven days a week. I burnt myself out that whole year. And I was like, I need to change. And I started wanting to get into the the falling aspect of trees, you know, with mm-hmm. the paradise fire yeah. and all that. And, you know, I, I swore to myself I'd never do utility. And then Perkins <laughs> Perkins and them. Now, how'd you, how'd you meet Perkins? Uh, So I met him through Travis Devant. Um, Love Travis. Yeah, me too. And um, it was more like, how did it go? It was I. I just had mentioned that I wanted to get into falling work, yeah. and I had heard of Perkins for years from coming back and forth to the West Coast about this guy who can fall eucalyptuses that no one would touch and all this, you know. And he just had. Did this, you think it was full of bullshit? Uh, no. I just uh-huh. I just had no idea who this guy was. I just, <laughs> I just only heard cool stories about him. It, and then it, I got it, to work for him. Uh, yeah, uh, man, I got so many stories. Yeah. I just, just passed through my head. So how many years did you did you work for him? For for Perkins, two? three, uh, two years, I think. Yeah. yeah, it was um, yeah, two years. And that was awesome, you know. I mean, the PG&E work and just learning under him how to how to how to deal with people, how to, you know, deal with clients that you're working under, and you know, serve the client and all that. And I mean, he taught you. He was teaching a lot. I mean, especially when he when he told you to put it back in and take a peek. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Tell, of, let's 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 hear that story. All right. So, <laughs> have I you heard this story? That can go both ways. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a shout out to Cynthia, the plaster caster. <laughs> oh god. 
Well, <laughs> well, put it back in, put, and it, take a put peek. it back in, and take a peek <laughs> before you cast it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, came out. You know, they wanted some good climbers, and I, I was eager to show that hey, I'm, I'm the man. You know, like. Yeah. So I'm out there. They get me to fall some trees, and Perkins wants me to cut this big tree. And you know, he he. If you guys know who David Perkins is, he's very meticulous and methodical, and everything has to be 100% perfect. So he wants you to stick it back in and take a peek, which is put your saw back in the apex of the face cut you have created and look down your gunning sight and get your, you know, where where are you aimed at? Where's your target? Where yeah. Where is that sight gunned in at? Well, he told me, hey, Madeline, put it back in <laughs> and take a peek. I picked up this 80-pound face cut and put it back in a tree. And I said, oh, like this? And his eyes got so big. And everyone else, they couldn't help but laugh because I came out to be this big badass climber. And then this dingus just put a face cut back in a tree. Like, what are we supposed to do about this? So at the end of the day, when we had our oils... Yeah, right over there. Yeah. Yeah. When we went back for our oils, everyone pissed their pants that night when they broke the news about me putting a face cut back. Oh, you knew it was coming, too. Oh, dude. I I wouldn't be able to laugh. I seriously would have been there like, is this a joke? Yeah, exactly. You're like, ah, just kidding, guys. (laughs) Just kidding. That's what it was. Just kidding. Gotcha. Oh, man. That's funny. That's yeah. some funny shit. Do they still bring that up when you see them? <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. I can never live that one down. <laughs> oh, uh, so let's let's talk about, I mean, because this, what's happening in uh, California for the last seven years? I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. And every year we think, oh, it can't could be as bad as last year. And right now, it's worse than last year. Oh, man. The plumes and we're the just year? getting into it. You know the season, and it's already burned. I mean, what is it up to? Over two, two, almost two million acres yeah. that we're at. Um, it may be higher. I'm not sure. I haven't looked in uh, a, f- a few days. But uh, man, doing this work. I mean, you were out in Oregon mm-hmm. running one of the largest projects probably ever in the country. You know, and and leading leading some teams out there and doing that type of work to PG&E and felling trees. I mean, you you got some experience. You wanted experience. <laughs> you got above and beyond experience from there. So let's let's talk about what's happening in California and where you see it's going in the future of you know with these fires and felling and yeah that. yeah. So I mean, it's it's a shame because how beautiful these forests are. Yeah. You know, like. The plumus, the lass, and you know all this. The sequoia, like it's a shame because when you think of California, you know you don't think of Southern California. You think of Northern California with all the mountains and the nature and the you know it's just yeah it's beautiful. And now it's slowly being taken away from us. That you know generations after us will probably not see for a little bit. You know, yeah, like, unless yeah. we start to do something to replant or whatever. But yeah, it's um, I mean. It's the business to making money. There's tons of opportunities nowadays, but it's also it's sad to see that you know these giants and I don't know, I don't know. Probably the most beautiful state in 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 America. I, just I believe it. Getting believe decimated, it. but it's not yeah. just ha- it's happening all over. But with the PG and E work, you know, and people want power. They need to you know they need to power their houses and their computers to check Twitter and Instagram and all that. You know, so the trees have to be cut. Yeah. And the skills have to, you know, it, it, what what 
See, I, here I go. I'm stuttering, man. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, <laughs> it, it What the work is doing with all these fires and the power lines is it, it needs more individu- individuals to work on their skill sets. Mm-hmm. It's not just your average, hey, you know, let, let's just put a face cut in this tree and cut it. You know, it's got to understand where your rigging is, what face cuts you're going to use yeah. on a tree that's maybe on stilts or how are you going to climb this tree if, you know, there's no root system, it's burned out, but you can't fall it, you know, guying it or, yeah, you know, yeah. so on and so forth. It takes, mm-hmm. it's not just, hey, come out west and work. You got to have the drive and the will, the want to learn how to take down these trees nowadays, yeah. you know? I mean, I've, I've, I follow you. Yeah. I mean, some of the shit you've taken down, holy crap, man. I mean, <laughs> we've used a lot of your videos from up there in Oregon, uh, in marketing and things, I mean, it's incredible. Paying for that shit now, man. <laughs> <laughs> My Venmo is uh, at Mecky. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna send one to you, but it's gonna be you owe me for the beers. Uh, no, man. I mean, it's uh, guys. If you, you you gotta follow him, if if you if you get a chance, get online. If you're not following him now, go follow him. His, These are his... all his followers. What are you talking about? F Meckley. F M E C. K-L-E-Y. Follow him. That's on TikTok, Instagram, Face. You got a TikTok? Yeah, sadly. Oh, my god! <laughs> I got bored last winter, man. How many followers do you have on TikTok? Mm, 21,000 or something. What? Yeah, I don't know. You got TikTok? There's oh guys my... that tell me how to cut down trees or... Oh, my gosh. You know. I just think it's funny. Man. No, but I, I, I love watching your stuff on there. So getting the experience of felling, working with a mentor like David Perkins taught you a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Tra- uh, Travis Devant also was a mentor. Yeah. Like that guy. I mean, Travis was, Tra- Travis was the first, yeah, right, yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah. Travis Tra- is Travis's little buddy. Yeah. He was I'd the say. first. And it, it was incredible watching yourself, Toth, and, oh, man. You, you know, these other individuals come and watching you know, with one individual being able to give his knowledge after 40 years of doing this and to be able to watch you guys go from, you know, from where you were at to where you are now and being the leaders and leading the crews and leading the teams and, and being the experts and the pros that all these other people now are following mm-hmm. and watching and learning from, you know, and that's, that's the education part. A lot of a lot of people want to keep their secrets to themselves. They don't want to share them. They yeah. want to, you know, I worked hard to get these, you know, but you didn't get them f- from just learn. You got them from somebody. Somebody yeah. gave them to you. So being able to give back is what makes our industry just that much better, you know. So who who would you say was kind of one of your star pu- pupils right yeah. now? Somebody that you're like, dude, this guy came in. Nobody thought he would ever be anything. They didn't think he was going to be a climber, like someone told me. And this guy, I took under my wing, and he's he's becoming an absolute badass, or if not a badass now. Yeah, I, w- I would. I would. He was already a timber faller. He'd already yeah. been being a timber faller, and he wanted to climb. He worked under me for. Oh, okay. I don't know. That guy watched me religiously climb for six, seven months. Yeah. His name's Alberto, and he's from Placerville, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, watching that guy fall a tree, he makes a pretty stump every time, and how he how he was able to, and then he brought all that knowledge up to the tree after watching me work. Like, yeah, that that that's probably my best pupil I've ever had. Is what yeah, was his name? Heberto Rodriguez. Where's he right now? Uh, I think he might be with Cal Trees. I think he might be with Cal Trees, and I think he's on the Caldor right now. Gotcha. But yeah, he's um, yeah he he. He was definitely he 
he took to everything that I did right away, and he was hungry. Yeah, he's super hungry. Yeah, he he go, cause we used to room together. Say, Migo, one day I'm be the best climber like you. Oh and man! And like, dude, he he's he's killing it, man. He's he's awesome. Oh man! And Cal Caltrees so is an cool. awesome company. Yeah, I mean so they cool. they've got some badasses on their team. You know, they work with us and. No complaints yeah. at all. And there's a lot of subs that work for these primes that you have a lot of complaints oh, on yeah. and things that are out there. But Caltrees, shout out to Caltrees. Yeah. You know, they're doing a great job out there. Uh, and it, hunger, you know, having that hunger. You had that hunger. How does somebody get that hun- hunger or find their passion to, like, go, I'm hungry. I want this. I mean, what kind of advice would you give an individual who is hungry and wants something? You know, what What are the steps? What, how do they feed that hunger? I, I I just show people that I had initiative and I worked hard. Mm-hmm. So if you show people that you give them 110% and, you know, you don't have a cocky attitude, you don't, you know, you, Bingo. You, you, you don't, you just, you're a humble, honest person that gives 110%. Most people take a liking to that and yeah. they, they, they kind of, you know, hone into that. And that's where opportunities start to arise. And don't don't lose that ever, because if you lose that and you start to get cocky, then you might get yourselves out of opportunities or people start to, ah, oh, this guy, yeah. you know, he's, he's yeah. I mean, too big. in this in this profession, man, you know, I, you know, there's there's so much ego. There's so much ego mm-hmm. in this profession, and ego is a good thing. It yeah. can be a very good. Oh thing. yeah. You know, to do what we do, you gotta have ego. Now, when that e- there's a fine line from that ego that turns in. To cockiness or arrogance, right? From ego to arrogance is this freaking fine, right? And I think that's a that's a huge portion of, you know, making that difference in just going out and having a job and go and and be able to say, you know what? I want to be really freaking good. I want to be the best at what I do. How do I be the best at what I do? And I think you, these things you can't teach. You know what you said, and go to go back from doing to be a hairstylist. Man, you just didn't want to go out and do hair. You went to school. You sought out people to teach and train yourself. You took the extra initiative to become really good at what you do and and, and not just let that fall in your lap. Hey, I Mm. want to do hair. Uh, If I do it for five years, I might get Mm. good, and it's just going to naturally come to me at some point. No, you went and chased it. You went and got it, and and just like— you know, our, our industry, our tree care industry, you did the same thing. You know, you didn't sit back and wait. You were proactive. You called people. Hey, I want to do this. I want to go here. I'm going to come to Cali. I'm going to get in some big trees. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find somebody to mentor me. And, and did what you've done in a small period of time, you know, it takes people a lifetime. And sometimes they don't even get to that point, you know. So I'm just, it's incredible. It's incredible, yeah. incredible story. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Nine, nine years, man. Yeah. And nine years. I mean, you... <laughs> Hair salon, you know, BMX, military school, trouble kid, South Side, you know, you got the hunger. Your dad was from the industry. You came back not knowing what you wanted to do, and you just got into something, and a passion arose in you. Yeah. And, you know, learning from, you know, Victor and uh, Baltizo, who... Baltazar. What is it? Baltazar? Baltazar. That sounds like a magician. Is he a magician? I used to call him Bulbasaur, like the Pokemon. (laughs) But these guys seen something in you, and and you were were hungry. Uh, You wanted more. And they seen you were hungry, and they fed you. They Uh, gave you something. Now, 
they they hazed you a little bit and kind of beat you up oh, a little yeah. bit. But uh, I think just about everybody with the new guy coming in, they they do that to see if you're tough enough to be in this industry. Oh yeah, and I yeah. I wouldn't change that. You know, I I like the hazing. You know, yeah. Most of these generations nowadays, like I spent my whole life getting picked on and. I don't care. You know, it pushes you to do something, you know. Don't cry about it. Don't get a crying towel. Either you overcome it and push push against it, you go, know. Go, get, go get a crying yeah. towel. It, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, being with like-minded individuals, and I think this is what you did. And, you know, surround yourself by like-minded individuals. You know, you want to be a pro, surround yourself by pros. It's easy. Yeah. You know, don't, don't put, you know, put your blinders on. Right, everything else, I'm not gonna mess with. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I want to be a pro. Okay, mm-hmm. everything else is not in my way. I'm gonna go hang out with the pros. Hey, mm-hmm. Exactly. Right, Southside Slammer. When I, yeah. you know, that's what they call me when I <laughs> what? beat wedges. No, I got a few buddies that call me Southside Slammer. Woodchuck 460. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, he's like, what? That's what. Uh, he's like, oh my gosh, how'd you? What'd you uh, think of that? that no, so- Woodchuck's watching you. Woodchuck and the Southside Slammer, man. <laughs> Look at these guys oh, wrecking David, machines. David just joined in. Oh man, we're gonna oh, get some damn. of these guys. So, you guys listen to the show. We're gonna have some questions and get you guys on the live. So stay tuned here. Um, but now let's talk about. You know, PG&E, what's going on here? It's sad. And you mentioned something, you know, replanting. Oh, yeah. Building back these forests. I mean, it, it's it's pulling at everybody's heartstrings because it is a moneymaker of taking down these trees, and they have to. Yeah. And it's kind of uh, California and the West Coast fault for not being able to thin out these forests and, and controlled burns and take down these trees and certain companies not doing their jobs, you know, to, to clear away from the lines or yeah. companies like that. And we're in the mess we're in, but now the federal government, the state, everybody sees it to go, it's time to invest in our forest. I hope. And now we got to rebuild back our forest. Yeah. No, it's, this is my second year working on actual fires. I've been on the Dixie now for like, uh, it's going to be two months on October 7th. Mm-hmm. And the amount of trees that the Lassen and the Plumas have lost in the last, I don't know, since the Paradise Fire, it, it it's terrible. Like those towns and areas, they're, they're, how they support their towns is timber and tourism. Tourism's mm-hmm. going to be gone because what? No one wants to go to burnt forests. What do you? Yeah. You know, all, all the right. wildlife is gone. You know, yeah. all the you know it's just lost of majesticness and like the town Greenville that got lost. You know, it was a yep. beautiful, cool Sad, little man. town. Yeah. You know, so it's just that stuff is devastating, and yeah, you know we have to cut down the trees. But I think it's it's our responsibility, or someone's responsibility, to start replanting these forests so the generations later can enjoy what we have enjoyed for most of our lives you know mm-hmm. and that's the thing that gets me sad like sometimes i feel sad when i'm on a fire i feel regret and i'm like man i feel bad i'm cutting down these trees or man look i worked here last year and now look at the forest it's gone you know mm. i think we just started a, a cone picking uh cult here yeah <laughs> <laughs> go, pick, go some pick some cones <laughs> I mean, I've always wanted to do it, man. We should, we should go, uh, we should go pick some cones and do I'm some, down. Re- <laughs> do some replanting. I, you know, it's yeah. just, it's just a, <laughs> it's just a bummer because, you know, I don't, I don't think these fires are gonna stop. You know, next no, year, next year, next it, year. It's next not, year, and you know, not. we, we, we need more help in California, guys. Um, we need more people coming out yeah. here, working with Meckley, learning from them. 
you know, go, take, going under his wing. You guys want to be a fo- follower and learn from some of the best? Come out to California. You're going to get, in a year's time, uh, you'll be pretty good by the end of that year. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so let's let's talk now. Man, just love your story. I do. It's uh, awesome. Uh, I, I feel like I kind of messed up earlier because you started answering me questions and, like, I saw this, like, white light and i was like <laughs> am, I, am i still here am i alive you're like is this i like started stuttering and i was like what did he say it's those scud lights dude. it's, it's those scud lights, lights. <laughs> uh he was like scud lights uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we're supposed to be drinking mommy bay brewing and you're pulling before, up bud that light before. that was <laughs> I gotta, pre-game pre-game you know, i got yeah i got a prime i got a prime our gas gotcha. up a little bit you know? yeah yeah, yeah. Scud yeah. Lights. oh man so no, i appreciate everyone ha- i appreciate you guys having me out here you know it's cool and one thing that I do and would like to do is just be able to give back to the industry that has given me, I mean, tons of opportunities. You know, I've been to Australia, Instagram and Boracultural and California have just like shaped my whole life. You know, I got my girlfriend, Tree Being, you know, Kate, Caitlin Johnson from Ohio. You know, she's from the Midwest. I'm from the Midwest, and now we're on the West Coast. All good people come from Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) Me. Yeah. Now, you know what it is, Matt? You're just a good person, man, and that goes – that takes the cake. You know, everything that you're doing here is great. You know, you have followers. You have friends because you're a good good person, man. There's a lot of people doing the same thing, bad people. You know, <laughs> yeah. and and it's good, man. It's good to see that you know the good guys do win. No, thank you. Our you industry know, needs that. Yeah, give we're, back, we're give back, 100%. give back, give back. We don't you know? own any of this, man. We are just, you know, we're we're here to we're here to give, man. And now yeah. let's let's talk about you know giving back to the industry mm. because November twentieth, <laughs> you're giving back, guys. Listen, at the academy, it's the very first superstar day. With Mr. Mackley, 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 oh. <laughs> the South Side Slammer, oh, Mackley. It's Mackley. 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 So he's going to be at the Academy November 20th. Spread the word. I mean, it is going to be one of the biggest events of 2021. Uh, you're going to be here. You're going to be the special guest. Uh, you're going to be teaching and training all day we're going to have vendors we're going to have barbecue here you're going to get fed breakfast lunch and dinner if you want to stay the night you get to stay the night we got out in the back 40 where you're going to be able to camp uh we have a 28 bed bunkhouse bonfire pit outdoor showers live music live music's going to be happening you're going to be training uh all day that day, to. man. Dude, it's going to be party, it. Man. Uh, tomorrow, you got your photo shoot that's going to be happening. So look out. <laughs> the modeling. Make sure you get your hair all oh, did up <laughs> for that. <laughs> no, but it, it's going to be cool, man. You know, it's uh, when we decided this, that we wanted VIP guests, like some, a superstar, a industry badass out there that's given back to the industry. Uh you were the first person I ca- we called, man, uh, that, for that day. Yeah. So it's humbling. The very first person to come. Uh, so you're going to be the first one in November, and we're going to continue to have this every single month with a new guest out here in Santa Rosa, California, uh, <laughs> at the ranch. So uh, can you give us any sneak peek of what you're going to be talking about? I think, yeah, I think I want to talk about you know as t- I'm not saying I'm a timber follower or anything like that. I'm like I just cut trees down, but a hazard faller. I want to start to teach people how to incorporate that 
in their their tree climbing, you know, how to make tops fit or where you can cut a tree in half or, you know, you're going to come out to California and work on the line clearance projects or the hazard burn trees. You know, you got to figure out what what can you do to mitigate any hazard that will make that tree dangerous or how can you get it done efficient mm-hmm. or safe, yeah. you know. So I'm going to go over some rigging, you know, cuts you should take in a tree or pre-steps, you know precautionary things you should do to make sure that tree's stable before you get in there and come up with your plan. Dude. Thanks, man. So, November, November 20th. <laughs> now, let me ask you a question. Can we, can we, can, because I don't know if everybody on this uh, live and listening to this now believes that you're a hairdresser. Yeah. Can you cut Jared's, during lunchtime, can, can you do <laughs> Jared up a do? I don't get haircuts, man. I just let him no. Look at you that think, hair. Let's see. Dude, he's got a good. Yeah. Wow. He I has. Just, I, I was going to say me, but I may have two two hairs left by then. <laughs> so, you know, I want I want I want to see you in action. I'm not only uh, cutting trees, but that. What do you think? I could probably do that. Okay. All okay. my stuff's back in I, Chicago. Though. I'm super psyched well, for this I, event. I have some scissors up there on my desk. I'll get you. <laughs> I, I think uh, for, for Matt coming in here, you know, you talking about what you want to talk about, but we could do so much. Hmm. So I think, you know, being, being able to have the facility and be able to create some cool shit and let you take the way and let the audience pave the way. Right. We want to see this. We want to see that. And it's just like, you know, you just get to show the world, you know, all your tips and tricks, man. Yeah. I think that's, that's what people want. That's what I want to see, man. I want to learn these tips and tricks, man. I want to see, Every type of cut you got. I want to see, you know, how you position yourself, how how you, you know, calculate your leans and wood weight. Mm-hmm. And, um, Shout man, out to David Driver go, and the rigging rings. Yeah, everything that goes. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, rig out some pieces, man. Put some cool shit together. Oh, yeah. You know, I want to have a big party. I want everybody to show up and we could all hang out and ask all the questions while having a beer at the end of the day sitting in this room, oh. you know. So I think it's going to be a super fun event. Yeah, I'm a super big nerd and I don't. I like to poke fun at myself and, you know, but I love tree work. I'm a nerd. I, you know, this is my life and, you know, ah, I'm glad I get to do this stuff, you know, thankful. Well, we're thankful you're in the industry, man, and you're teaching people and uh, helping expand it and uh, do what you're doing every single day and just being on the show and, and, and giving back to the industry because that's, it's, it's, it's what it's about. It's about giving back because, the next generations need your education and what you've learned in the field and the failures and mistakes you have to keep them safe, to keep them alive. Uh, and, the, and to show, hey, you can make a great living. You can make money in this industry. You can have a long-lasting yeah. career with new technology and new gear uh, for a long-lasting uh, career here. So, guys, listen, um, you know, Matt, you want to follow Matt Meckley, uh, F. Meckley. On Instagram, Matthew Meckley on Facebook, F Meckley on TikTok. You know, I mean, this is this is a guy that military school, yeah. tough run, third grade to eighth grade, uh, decided to be a hairdresser, uh, worked with Cynthia the plaster caster, talked about penises every day <laughs> uh, <laughs> with her. I hope she's alive. Man, if we could get her on the show, oh, it's going to be awesome. To, to not knowing what you're going to be in life, following your dad's footsteps, uh, Victor and Baltizo, uh, that just seen your hard work ethic that you put in and, and 
decided to invest in you. And because of their investment, you were able to invest in so many other people. And we see this over and over on the show. One person comes in your life, inspires you to be able to want to learn more, to get that hunger to learn more. And now you're able to inspire other people and those other people. And this is how it spreads, you know, going far, uh, uh, farther for that. So, uh, it was, dude, it was a pleasure to have you on the show. Kinda it was awesome. I didn't have my brain lapse. No, no, no one even knew that, man. It was awesome. It really was. And, and we're going to have you back on the show again uh, here soon. And maybe on the 20th coming in. Uh, I know Caitlin's coming in. We're going to have her on the yeah. show. Uh, she's shy, right? Oh, yeah. She, she Has she done a podcast yet? No. Nah, okay, she she doesn't talk too much. Okay. No, well, we're, we might have you right next to her so you can, yeah. you know, help her out when she needs to help out. But Caitlin's going to be here. She's going to be here with you on that day, right? Yeah. So yeah. She, yeah okay. So she said it's a yes. Okay. All okay. Right. She said it. All she's right. going to be here. She's teaching with you. Is she your assistant or she's here just to watch, you know, the uh, South Side show, Slammer? Yeah, she's here to show <laughs> everyone how to use a chainsaw. So oh, good. That girl's wicked. Good, man. Good, good, good. So she's going to be here um, uh, also that day with you and that. So, Matt, the, the viewers, the people listening, like I always say, you never know where this is going to go and who's going to listen to it and where they're going to listen to it in the world. What kind of wisdom or advice can you give other people in this industry uh, who are seeking to get in or who are already in? What kind of advice can you give them that they can take with them tomorrow and, and in the future? First, you should probably incorporate concrete into your diet. Harden <laughs> the fuck up. But, um, <laughs> I don't know. Just show <laughs> promise. So good. I need a T-shirt that says that. <laughs> show promise. Show people that you have good intentions. You're 110 percent in. Don't 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 say something and then not follow through with it. Show people that you're the real deal, and uh, you know, just just be genuine and and just have a good work ethic. You know, like that. That's all I ever did, and. I'm thankful, you know, like I got a lot of people to thank. I, yeah, I'm going to thank them right now. I don't care. Thank These are guys that have just, you know, helped me along the way is Blake, Travis, David Driver, Mark Chisholm, Jared Abergina, Brian Toth, mm-hmm. Todd Crane. Dude, there's just so many people that have influenced my career and I've taken bits and pieces of whatever they've said or any promise or any anything they've saw in me and then what they've given to me. I've taken it and run with it and just, you know, try to incorporate it in everything. So. And made it your own. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. To teach it back. I try, you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, hopefully people want to listen to me and remember the academy is where it's at. The academy is where it's at. Yeah, because, you know, it's really not all of ours anyway, man. We no. all took it from other people anyhow. So, no. you know, we just got to give back. <clears throat> well, listen, everybody, we appreciate you being on the show and uh, listening to Matt's story. He's going to be back uh, November 20th. <laughs> Get your tickets. Come spend the entire day overnight. The next morning, we're going to be having an awesome little teaching thing before everybody goes home. It's going to be an awesome event. Uh, But we appreciate you guys supporting the show, passing this on, tagging people, uh, getting people to listen to it. Uh, If you're interested in being on the show, go on our website, twotreeguys.com, and uh, sign up to be on the show. We'll we'll contact you and have you on the show. Um, And, you know, also, too, if there's anything uh, that you guys have questions or anything, you know, send them in. We're going to have question and answer time. So if you have questions that you want to know that you may not get answered on the show, 
We're going to have questions that you can send in on our website. We're going to take those three at a time and we're going to answer them. It can be about business, trees, or just what's your favorite beer. It doesn't matter if you have some questions for everything. So keep yeah. inspiring. Keep teaching out there, people. Uh, eat some fucking concrete and and get tough. Harden the fuck up. <laughs> Harden the fuck up, you know, for that. So. Again, Matt, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you being on the show. And Jared, uh, this was a good one. And uh, I'm looking forward to spending some more time with you and uh, watching your photo shoot tomorrow. Thank you. So, thank you, everybody. Adios. All right. Peace. Peace.